Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 7, Episode 11, titled Drag Race Gives Back Variety Extravaganza. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one talented, well, co-host from the podcast Bravo, Bravo, Effing Bravo. Please say... Is she going to kill herself? <laughs> to Nathan Patrick Brown. Hello, Nathan Patrick Brown. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. But you know how I am, because we just discussed yeah. it on a show we do called Just Between Us Girls. Where you... But that doesn't get released, does it, to anybody? That's just a private conversation? Yes. Um, could you take your headphones off for a second? Yeah, sure, okay. sure, sure, sure. Guys, guys. Nathan doesn't know this, but I actually release... Uh, just between us girls on Patreon. Uh, and if you join at the executive level, you can hear, he doesn't know, you can hear all his secrets. I don't tell any secrets, I know being released. And also, if you're an Apple podcast, you can just scroll up and it's right there, you can subscribe and you get just between us girls at the same time. And uh, there's all kinds of great shows. But it, yeah, the whole point of Just Between Us Girls is just to spill Nathan's secrets. Okay, Nathan, you can put your headphones back on. I'm motioning for him to do that. Okay, yeah. thanks. All right, perfect. And uh, yeah, so patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Uh, you can get all these, sh- not no secret shows, just shows that you know about. You can get those at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Now, uh, I got other big news, Nathan Patrick Brown, is yeah. next week, for the week of the finale... We are there's a there's a an annual live gay podcasting event called Pride 48, okay? And it's in theory 48 hours of gay podcasting. And wow. we are part of it. We are going to be doing our show live next Saturday, July 30th at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern over at pride48.com. It'll be and if you want so if you've always wanted to listen live but you don't you're not a Patreon supporter, you can actually do that next week and go in the chat room and say horrible things about me. And uh, but patreon.com, no, 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 that's not Patreon. Pride48.com next Saturday, July 30th at 4 p.m. Pacific. Myself, you, Nathan, and Taylor the Latte Boy. Wow. We'll How be, did we get him? What a boon. I know. We'll be, we'll be recapping the season finale. Of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars Season Seven, so join for that, and we will have a great time. Pride48.com. Uh, they're there all weekend, by the way. That's just when our show is. So check it out. Go mm-hmm. to Pride48.com for more details. Okay, let's just jump right into it, Nathan Patrick Brown. Stop. This week, the queens show off their talents in an attempt to capture three legendary legend stars and share a tic-tac with Rue and Michelle. After all was said and done, Monet Exchange and Shea Coulee were named the top two all-stars of the week, booked their spots in the finale, and duped it out in a lip-sync battle for their charities. Shea Coulee was named the winner of the lip-sync and will be joined by Monet Exchange, Jinx Monsoon, and Trinity the Tuck in next week's Lala Perusa lip-sync for The Crown. Meanwhile, the remaining four queens will get a shot at 50,000 doulas, and the title of Queen of She Done Already Done Had Herses. Nathan Patrick Brown named two things about the episode and one thing you did not. Well, okay, so I was super disappointed with this episode, so let's sure. start with the things I liked. Mm-hmm. I liked that it was a Kylie Minogue lip-sync mm-hmm. song. You know, we love mm-hmm. to see Kylie. It's a great song. 
the second thing I liked was Monet's performance. I thought it was really nice to see some talent and variety in a mm. talent and variety show. I thought mm. that was novel. Yeah. Okay. So what I didn't like, we, I just feel so let down by the riggery of this show. And like, mm-hmm. I know we always expect it, mm-hmm. but I have not been this mad at a TV show since the Game of Thrones finale. I just yeah. think it's bullshit, this whole three stars thing, mm-hmm. just to get Shay into the finale. Like, it's so transparent and obvious. Mm-hmm. And it just makes the whole season we've just watched for months pointless. Like, why did we have a platinum plunger if the blocks don't matter? Because in the last episode, people can just win three stars. Mm-hmm. It was so annoying to me. And, like, I could have been fine with it, you know, because it gave everyone sort of an even playing field for this episode. I could have mm-hmm. got on board, but then to have actually have Shay win when I don't think she should have won this challenge, mm-hmm. it's just a huge slap in the face. And I'm sick of like Michelle Visage, the Grima worm tongue of drag being like a mouthpiece for the producers and being like, I thought Shay's performance was the best there. I'm going to say it. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. you fucking didn't. It just sickens me how she can get up there and lie and say shit just for their own little storyline that they want to have. And like the, the the bottom four are now going into their own little like 50 grand lip sync playoff. So it's like, why couldn't Shay have just been in the bottom? Like who is she fucking on production? I just feel so bad for like Raja and for Jada. I just, I I hated it. Hated it. What, what did you think? So what's funny going based on, Let's discuss this rant you just had. Is people, a lot of people reached out to me that I know personally mm-hmm. who watch Drag Race, but of course don't fucking listen to the goddamn show and are like, hey, did you watch Drag Race? What'd you think of it? And I was like, I have an entire fucking f- empire built on this show, so you can just listen to the fucking goddamn show. I actually am kind of rude to them about it, and they go, oh, sorry. But then what I always follow up with is, you can tell me what you think and I'll engage. I'm not going to sit there and tell a whole personal show for you. Mm-hmm. Unless they join at patreon.com slash afterthought media at our new outrageous tier. <laughs> where I call you and I do a personal show for you. And, um, and, and they asked me if I was angry about it. And I'm going to tell you something. No. But. What? Well, no, but I'm going to tell you why. Because being angry would mean that I care enough to be angry. Now, before yeah. that sa- before that sounds, you know, like, oh, don't do a fucking show. Right? I actually had an appointment with my psychiatrist yesterday. And I had said, to, I was talking about something else, but I would say, I was saying like, you know, I never feel like, you know, as you know, I won something last week. You know, I won a mm-hmm. prize. And I was talking about how, like, when I won the prize, I didn't do cartwheels and, you know, jump for joy and scream and yell. I was like, oh, that I was very, very happy, but I was just like, oh, that's very nice, right? Mm-hmm. And I was wondering why I've always been like that, you know? And he goes, you know, believe it or not, that's actually a healthier approach than people who do go crazy over things. Because when for all the equal highs, they have the equal lows. Mm-hmm. You know? And then he's the one actually who likened the Drag Race recap. And I didn't even bring up Drag Race. But he said, I know you do a podcast. And he's all, do you get super excited about RuPaul's Drag Race? And I go, not really. And he goes, yeah, that's good because it helps preserve your energy, da-da-da-da, conserve your energy, rather. 
And I was like, oh, that's exactly it. I'm just conserving my energy for the show. Otherwise, I'll burn out. If I'm super excited by everything that happens or angry or uh, elated, I'll be Taylor and burn out, you mm-hmm. know? So I have to but, – but going back to now, here's the logical reason why I didn't care. We've been done knew they were going to do this. This is not shocking. We've talked I about know. it on this show. I think that's what stings me more, though. Like, I feel so much more deflated just being like, I saw this coming, and yet it still kills me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because I'm more invested this season because I've, I'm recapping this season and I haven't recapped any other seasons, but, like, I, I, like, shut my laptop watching that, and I just didn't want to watch it again to take notes. I was just like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm done with this episode. No, no, I'm not done with Drag Race, but I just mm-hmm. felt so deflated from it. You know, I saw this, I, I I was looking at social media and whatnot, and I saw someone say, like, they were really upset about this. Mm. And then they, they said, well, we might as well give, okay, well, then, if that's the case, if this is the final four, Shay, Jinx, uh, Monet, and, who am I missing? Trinity. Trinity. If this is the final four, then we might as well just give it to Monet, because... She's the one who deserves to win because she's the best lip syncer, and that's who's going to win. And I was like, oh, baby. <laughs> Don't underestimate the it's, – it's funny to go like, I yeah. can't – it's it's weird to say, I can't believe none of this mattered. Now let's talk about the next episode as if it matters. Yes. Good Whoever point. they want to win is going to win. Jinx could yeah. do – I'm not saying it's Jinx, but let's say they want Jinx to win – Jinx could fucking go out there in a fucking diaper and yeah. they will be like, Jinx, you know, you're beautiful. What, what is that? I don't remember what the fetish part of you're that. You're perfect. Is. You're beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and she could do that. So if they want, whoever they want to win is going to win. None of this matters. It, they, it's one of these things that where they've always done this, but now they're just brazenly doing it openly. And that's what's a slap in the face though. Mm-hmm. And, to like make Monet split that tie, like that almost made me just as angry because it's like, you know what? It's gutless because like RuPaul, you can make a decision. You're, you're making decisions in the background. The producers are making all of these decisions. Just fucking own it well, and break the tie or come up with a mechanism. They still made a decision. They made the decision by having Monet do it. Cause if you think about I it, know. the real, the, what she would have really, Monet just won three stars. She didn't win the most stars, right? Yeah. The real person they would have gone to is Jinx and said, Jinx, we want you because you won the most challenges. Mm-hmm. Jinx won five challenges. Because you won the most challenges, you should determine the tie. The problem was they wanted Trinity, not Jada. And yeah. they knew that there was a chance Trinity would choose Jada. I mean, I'm sorry, Jinx would choose Jada. And so they knew, they knew Monet was going to choose Trinity. No, no one thought otherwise. And I think also having the variety show at the end, they know what everyone's going to do. So, it, yeah, it yeah, was completely they know every, Yeah, they know everything's going to happen, and they know it's going to happen next week. And it's just now they don't care. They will just do what they want. So even – I've said this before, and I'll say it again. RuPaul's Drag Race is a reality show pretending to be a competition. Okay? Mm-hmm. It is not a competition. It is uh, not. I wouldn't even call it a talent show anymore. It's really just a reality show with a predetermined winner, 
And, um, and, and w- it, it, I think it used to be that they had an idea. I used to say, and this is what I really truly thought then, that they had an idea of what was going to happen. And then they would mm-hmm. adjust as things happened. All Stars 2 is a perfect example. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where I feel that they had one way of, that they had a set way they were going to do things. And then a door quitting fucked it all up. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they had to adjust, you know. I don't think that could even happen. I think there is a clear way that they're going to do things in this season. Just fucking, we're going to do it this way. This is the way it's going to happen. That Shea probably intentionally only got one star because they were going to do this. And uh, yeah, they don't. They don't give a shit. They don't care. But why? Why? Like, why, when they story produced this season before it started, like, why did they just pick this? Like, who who does Jada need to pay to like? get on the same level as Shea Coulee in their books. Because I'll tell you what it is. And I'm, and I hate to be this cynical or whatever. I honest, and I'm being completely honest. I believe they're afraid of Shay. Okay. And that Shay will go on and make some sort of crazy accusation on social media. And so it's all like Shay's not above that. I mean, Shay's in the final four and she said shady shit about the production on social media, you know, <laughs> So, uh, and I think they're just afraid of Shay and everything that comes with that. And so, uh, that's, I think that's, I think that, I don't think that they think Shay is great. I just think that they're afraid of her. Um, right. and so I, I, I mean, if Shay wins next week, I think you might as well just burn the motherfucking place down. I don't think they'll do that. Right. Cause they're probably, they filmed multiple endings. Like I'm, I'm assuming, so they would just decide this week who's going to win. Like well, it doesn't matter what have, they do. They're gonna have a top two. Yeah. So I mean, that's one. So they can't fudge the other two. But um, yeah, they're gonna have multiple. They have a choice between two people. I'm predicting it'll probably be Jinx and Monet. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, um, I could see that. It all depends on what songs they um put up as but the why? I songs. don't think I don't think they care. I don't think it matters. There were several lip syncs this season, several lip syncs this season where um you and I were like that other person clearly won. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, actually speaking of this lip sync, I don't know if you saw this on social media, but someone I didn't I couldn't remember, I can't remember anything now. But this was the same song that they used for the finale of UK versus the world. And uh-huh. um and someone had said, you know, made a point about how like finally the song they made some sort of argument about how like a tweet about how like, oh thank God they did it twice because it was redeemed this time or something. Remember it was Blue Hydrangea versus was it um what the fuck is that bitch's name? Much Jenny JK. Who oh, I don't remember who it was. Blue Hydrangea versus somebody. And I remember that lip, I, but I remember that we were thinking like Blue Hydrangea was not good and they like just gave mm-hmm. her the fucking crown. And, yeah. um, cause they had to go to a UK person. And I think it was another UK, I feel like it was people, have people written in the Discord who they, who it was? Blue versus. I can have a look. It's very, whose line is it anyway where the points don't matter? Yeah. And it's funny yeah, that you yeah, say we'll that. Just... It's funny that you say that because I was like, oh, wait. The entire show has become Snatch Game, where they make that joke on Snatch Game, where she'll be, and the winner is, who cares? You know, it's, it's yeah, exactly. kind of become, it's it's now like an Ouroboros with like the, you know, snake eating its own tail. And now it doesn't, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. anymore. It's just, 
The, the points don't matter. Nothing matters. This is just a real, and it's also, there is a sort of smugness about it where it's just like, we're going to do this faggot because you're going to watch anyway. I know. And they're so correct. Cause I am still going to watch, but I, I still, it, it's just, the, yeah, the obviousness of it is just what fucking riles me up. Like mm-hmm. that, that they made it three stars instead of just two stars. Like it could have well, been two. It's laziness. It comes from laziness. It's laziness. Yeah. In the other, in the older days, they did the same thing. They've always done this, but there was a lot more work involved to make it more subtle. And now they just, they're too lazy and they don't give a fuck. They're like, we'll just, we'll churn this out. And, and like, I watch. thought they were going to show the winners a bit more respect, but apparently not. Um, you haven't said your two things that you liked and one thing you didn't. We sort no, of got derailed actually, there. Yeah, I, mean, I think we just did the whole episode. They actually are very similar to you. I actually couldn't find two things I liked, but I did say that I liked that there was at least some variety in the show. I did like Monet's performance. And then the one thing I did not was, I didn't even have that either, but I put in the twist in it and mm. we just talked about it, so... Uh, let's actually move on. After the lip sync, sure. Jinx reve- revels in her fifth win, and Trinity is proud to have conquered a comedy challenge. Shay sees no path to the finale for herself and wants this week off. Meanwhile, the g- other girls feel a twist could be on the horizon. The next day, RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's maxi challenge. The drag race gives back variety extravaganza. Each queen will perform a show-stopping act, and the winner of the lip sync will win $30,000 for a charity of their choice. In addition, each queen will join Ru and Michelle for a tic-tac chit-chat. And in a twist, the top two All-Stars of the Week will receive three legendary legend stars leveling the playing field and giving Shay newfound hope. Any thoughts on anything that happened after the lip-sync the next day? Any big thoughts there? Nathan Patrick Brown. As I said earlier, like I, so I'll watch the episode and then watch it again to take notes. So I think if I'd taken notes on my first watch, I might have thought, written things down differently but watching it on the second time when i was just so angry and over it i was like this is bullshit you can see the foreshadowing you can see the editing i was like why is shay getting a million confessionals yeah i was in the wrong headspace for this section so basically it's just a lot of like fuck this in my notes well i don't think you're wrong they had a you know what happens is the producers do one thing and then the editors have to go and then justify it and so they mm-hmm. were like, well, I guess the only thing we can do is just put a bunch of confessionals. In fact, it's actually kind of sloppy. There's a bunch of ADR. Um, oh, is that? Oh, yeah. If you listen closely, it's like Shay is multiple times in this first segment is like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I only have one star. And like, it's, <laughs> it's all over the place. It's like her, her, what she is saying is so choppy. Yeah. Uh, because there's so much other little dialogue that they had to put in because she didn't say it and they wanted her to say something. So it's, it's all over the place in that one. But honestly, they're really, I have, that's the only note I have for both segments. I don't, I said nothing of note there on my notes. All right, let's move on. Mm-hmm. In the workroom, the Queens are shocked that the whole season hinges on the variety show. Raja plans to honor her Indonesian roots with a Balinese dance. Trinta T is performing an original song about her Southern upbringing, and Monet will put her opera education to use. Uh, at the Tic Tac lunches, each queen joins Michelle and Rue. Trinity has been blown away at the talent on this season. The Viv was intimidated to to compete with American Queens. She's admired for years, and Evie gives an update on her health. Meanwhile, Roger talks about her relationship with the church. Jinx's sobriety has let her have more fun during the drag race run, and Jada's prior win has allowed her to be herself. Again, Nathan Patrick Brown, any big thoughts on those two segments? 
I will say that eight Tic Tac lunches is a lot. Like that went on for 800 minutes. Mm-hmm. I just, I didn't need, you know, I would have been annoyed if they'd cut a queen out, but far out just at the eighth time I was like, all right, you got a charity. All right, enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I did like though was when Monet was asking for her to have the opera glasses. I thought that was oh, a yeah. fun little bit. And Rue like instantly remembered what she'd said that episode in mm-hmm. season six or whatever, but can't remember Jinx's names. So I, I know. Like, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a funny think- insight into how Rue's mind works. Yeah. Cause about her. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I will say, I think I like Evie now. I think I finally have come around because you know I never really liked her that much. Kind of hated her guts. Yeah, no. But they, now they had a roast where she had a big dick, and now you're like, you know, I think I've turned the corner on Evie. Yeah, it was the confessional where she was like um, deep throating the water bottle. I was like, you know what? She's got a certain charm about her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm I'm now on board. I don't think I'll ever go see one of her shows, but I don't hate her anymore. So that's that's a win for Evie. I think from what I've seen online that she's actually speaking of laziness, her shows are rather subpar and lazy. And she just ah. wears like, and that's, uh, she kind of leans into her brand and she just wears whatever. And it's just like, not, I think there's clo- the fierce, the clothes are here on fierce because she's on television, but that, uh, she's, you know, just, just, just show up in rags and she's not very friendly I- and whatnot. I get the impression that queens like who would lean into the punk aesthetic are just a bit. Yeah. Lazy. Like, yeah. like Sharon Needles. Like, you know, you can wash your clothes, Sharon. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, uh, fucking punk rock. Yeah. Like, you stink. Adore, too. It's another good one. Yep. Yeah. She's a mess. Yeah. Well. What did you think of the Tic Tac chats? Anything stand out for you? I actually have notes here on that, actually. Yeah. First of all, let's say about the workroom. I wrote the show is telegraphing. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of confessionals, like you were talking about with Shay going, like, I need to win this one. And I really am like, oh, okay. Well, we all get it. And then. I don't know why I wrote this. What does it mean? I wrote, what is a talent? Which I guess is just a, a general overall. I think they're talking about a talent show, but like, what is, I mean, how would you for drag race define a talent? I've ranted about this before, but yeah. So I get, I get that talent, you know, writing a song, performing a song, recording it, and then dancing along and lip syncing to it. I get that that can be a talent, mm-hmm. but you're in a drag competition. So when everyone else is doing that same talent, it doesn't stand out. Yeah. There's no variety there. So I don't know why they would have done that. Like I, if I was a queen going on all stars, I would try and think outside of the box. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for a talent, even though they call it a variety show, I think for that reason, yeah. but, but we all know it's a talent never, show. Yeah. There was half variety, half not. Um, yeah. I agree with you about this Monet with the opera glasses thing, but it was also nice that we actually could we I've heard that Monet you know studied opera, but we never have never heard it. Uh, there was an All Stars Four thing that they were talking about, and um, but uh, we, I've and I remember thinking like, oh, she studied opera, but now we got to hear it, and she's actually very talented at it. I mean, I don't understand opera, so I don't know if she is or not, but uh, it sounded good. Like she could have been flubbing the words, but it sounded yeah. correct. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Evie, let's talk about Evie. She got kind of emotional about domestic violence that she'd witnessed uh, with her mom. And I was very curious if it involved, because, you know, everyone is so thirsty for Evie's dad. And we don't know oh, who yeah. the culprit is of this domestic violence, but could it have been Evie's dad? Oh. I don't know. But I think Evie and her dad broke up fairly early on, so maybe it wasn't. But, um, hmm. yeah. And then 
also she's talking about her condition mm-hmm. and how it's getting worse and she's running out of time when she can do things. But, and I, I don't know how you feel, but if I was actively in a, in a profession that made my condition worse, wouldn't you just stop doing those things? Yeah, like, no one's asking her to do all of the flips and tricks. Like, yeah. she could just, you know, stay stood. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she I don't know, it's hard to, when yeah. someone loves doing something, like, to yeah. tell them not to do it. That's true, but yeah. But, uh, and you don't have to wear heels. I'm sure you, they, they, you could get away with Raja them. doesn't. Yeah, Raja doesn't. And so, like, you, you She doesn't even tuck. Oh, she doesn't? Nah, Raja's not a tucker. Uh, I also want to talk about Jinx and... RuPaul breaking down, and usually I would be like, this seemed fake, but I actually think this one was real. I'll tell you why. Go ahead, Nathan Patrick Brown. What what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, usually I think he's being legit, but this time I was like, this is so fake. Oh, usually I thought it was real because I feel when you're really doing that, you're trying to hold it in so you'll go in and out, which he did. Where yeah. When he's being fake, it's very constant. It's like... You know, as gay people, we get to choose our families. But in this one, you could tell he was trying to hold it together. And then it went right back into normal voice, which I think made more sense to me. I don't know. I can't tell when, you know, RuPaul is such an amazing actor that how could one tell yeah. when he's being fake or not? And then finally, uh, when I was watching Raja's Tic Tac Lunch, I was really actually watching for something else. I was watching her and how she engaged with Michelle. Do you know about this thing that came out in the past week about Raja yelling at Michelle? I did hear about that, yes. Yeah, for those of you who don't follow this stuff so closely, uh, there had been a rumor that Raja let Michelle have it. Now, by the way, every season, from season eight on, there's always been this rumor. I even think season six with Bianca, there's always been a rumor that one queen tells off the judges. As they should. Yeah. And there was a rumor that Raja had told off Michelle in uh, on the main stage. And then later was screaming about how she should be fired back on an untucked. And uh, Trinity confirmed it uh, at, a, mm. at a Roscoe's viewing party. And then I think someone else confirmed it too later. But essentially that uh, Michelle... Because the queens have said that the that judges did give them negative critiques. They just cut them all out. Mm-hmm. And that Michelle had given her some negative critiques, critiques, and Michelle was just like, and Raja clapped back and was like, "Well, who the fuck are you to give me these techniques? These you're not even a drag queen, like essentially." And read her for yeah. filth, and then was shouting about how Michelle should be fired backstage uh, after all was said and done. And I guess I don't know how tense it was. I mean, I, but I was watching for this to see what the interaction was like between them. It wasn't that interesting. I would have loved to have seen that. Well, you know it's on amazing. film. They're just not going to show it to us. Do you, why was Michelle in this Tic Tac lunch? Like, I know, I know why she was there when it was like the fake podcast or whatever. Yeah. But I, I, what value does she bring in this sort of situation? I would say, going back to the mouthpiece thing, is that she can remember things that Ru, that Rue wouldn't, and probably can step in when they're like, when they're like, remember when I did this, and Rue's like. You know, no. she can step in and be like, Rue, remember uh, Trinity was on season nine with Valentina? And just nods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I think that's the value that she brings. I did think with Monet, Rue was like, oh, I've seen you on this stage for years and you're different this time. And I was like, do you really remember her? I would say, I would. So, as someone else who has memory problems, I would say he remembers that she was on the show. But I bet you he couldn't tell you what season. No. No. 
But he knows yeah. that he might remember certain things. Uh, all right. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we are going to talk about the rest of the episode. We'll be right back after this. are back oh man did we have a fun time during that break uh it's a talent show day and the queens are getting ready for their final attempt to snag some stars raja does some stretching trinity is eager to have a front row seat at a drag show and the girls are excited and fearful that six stars are up for grabs um before we go into the this is stop did you have any, i had no notes on this it was a very whatever oh no yeah no there was one little chat where they had um like a discussion about what they thought the tiebreaker would be and everything that they came up with was better than what it ended up being. Yeah. And they're like, I know the production should have been like, Oh, those are good ideas. We're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they didn't. Um, all right. Well then it's now it's time for us to discuss the drag race gives back variety extravaganza. Uh, I, I graded it actually. I know you didn't Ooh. know I was doing that, but I gave it grade like we did with the roast. And um, let's go through it. The first one down was Trinity. She did a she lips into an original song called Southern Hospitality. Did you have any big thoughts on this, Nathan Patrick Brown? I think the, the I think there was four of them that did uh, a lip sync to an original song. So they're my bottom four, just mm-hmm. out of the gate. Because yeah. unless you're doing something crazy like jumping off of a box, then I'm mm-hmm. I'm not that interested. So I thought Trinity's was good. Like I enjoyed the song. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty stock standard, mm-hmm. but I liked at least that there was some sort of twist at the end where she got the iced tea poured on her chest. So mm-hmm. for that, like it was all right, middle of the road. You know, I felt the same way you did, and the way that I put this into a grade was if you did a competent lip sync to your own original song or whatever you're doing, you got a C plus. And that's what Trinity gave. Mm-hmm. She gave a competent lip sync to her in a, whatever song she was doing. She gets a C plus from me. Nothing special, nothing interesting. I wasn't even that impressed by the T stuff. But whatever. All right. Mm-hmm. Next we have Evie Oddly. She got wheeled out in a trunk by a lookalike, and then she did a rap number. Uh, your thoughts on the Evie Oddly number? I enjoyed the bait and switch at the start with her coming out of the box, but then it fell off a cliff and got really boring for me, and the mm-hmm. song was terrible. Yeah. But I still put her a little bit ahead of the original song crew because mm-hmm. there was something different at the start, at least. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw her just the same. It's another word. So, yeah, the cleverness was balanced out by uh, the not-so-great performance. So she she came in at a C-plus as well. I also gave yeah, her a fair enough. Next, we have Jada Essence Hall. She came in lip-sync the number. She did uh, Look Over There, her song, her rap number, Look Over There. What were your thoughts on this, Nathan Patrick Brown? A bit basic. Like, I, I, I'd still put her on the same level as the rest, as I've said, but uh, there wasn't anything super exciting. And I think we're a bit over the look over there at this mm-hmm. point. And I don't know why they're doing the variety show at the end of the competition. I think if it was at the start of the competition, maybe we'd be a little bit less over the look over there catchphrase mm-hmm. and it would have played better. But mm-hmm. for me, it was a bit meh. I'm going to tell you something. I didn't think it was as great as the other ones. I gave it a C. Okay. It's competent, but still it's like, 
so sick of this fucking look over there. Doc, you uh, half a grade. Can I reveal something? Through all my schooling years, we've never done A's, B's, C's. Like, what do you guys, I, I, what, I never did that. What do you guys, is like an F of the best one because you're upside down? No, we just did like out of a hundred. So when people say C or C plus, you know what? Like I, I okay. li- logically know the yeah. difference, but I don't really know the difference. I can tell you, and there's debate on this. There's debate. The way I was raised on this, there's some, uh, the numbers go back and forth depending where you are. But, um, in my schooling, uh, well, no, we'll, 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 we'll do it this way to make it easy. Cause it can get a little tricky, but to make it easy, the low end of the, so like 90 to 100, okay? The low 90s, 91, 90, 91, 92, that's an A minus. You know, 93 through, let's say, or maybe even 93, but then 94, 95, 96, that's an A, and then 97 to 100, it's A plus, right? I'm making okay. this up. There's, there's wiggle room here. My school did, was a little harder on it. And then it's the same thing with going down. So in the 80s is a B, 70s is uh, average. That's 70 through 80. And then, but then mm-hmm. the D's is a really short one, at least in my schooling. So that like it was really only 65 to 70 was a D, you know. And then anything under 65 was an F. That's you know? rough. Yeah. So the people might have the ways they did it before. Like actually, technically in my school. C plus was like seventy eight to eighty two, so uh-huh. uh, so guess we get a little wiggle room in the points and stuff like that. But like, so think high seventies, low eighties, right? So because I'm, I'd think you know if we were judging Jada's performance, I'd put her in like if I was marking out of a hundred in the fifties. Oh, but again, in very the like, really zero is like sixty five or sixty here on this grading system. Okay. So for so an average score on this grading system is a seventy five. Okay. So it's to me, high. yeah, to me, Jada is a hundred percent seven to seventy five. Uh, Trinity and Evie is they're like in the high seventies for me. I could convert this if you want to an actual number out of a hundred if you want. I'll be able to just figure it out. I think I'm going to do both. It. I'm going to do both. Okay, thank okay. you. Just so you can, yeah. And maybe like a smile system, like how yeah. wide is the smile? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do that. Or is it a frown? And then I'm going to do check marks as well, like check plus. That'd be great. And stickers. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next, we had Jinx Monsoon. She did live vocal performance of an original song. Uh, what, what What were your thoughts here? I thought it was a good song performed well. I was a bit underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Again, I think it would have played better if this was episode one, because in the past, you know, nine weeks or whatever, we've sort of seen her perform better than this. Mm-hmm. And so it was sort of like a step back for Jinx. What would you give it out of 100? Um, I'll give her an 80. Oh, that's much lower than mine. I, to me, it was a B plus. She's, to me, a solid 89, right? Okay. She's an 89. But I'll tell you why. Because she gets major points just because she didn't do a fucking goddamn lip sync dance number. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. She went out there and she said it looked like she was singing live, but I've seen people say they think she was lip syncing uh, to herself singing live. I don't know. Oh, I thought it was a live song. Yeah, I got the impression it was live as well. I could be wrong, but uh, she did. She did a good job making it seem like it was singing live, sounded live. Eighty nine for me. All right, next we have. Shekule, 
who did a choreographed lip sync to her original song, Your Name. Uh, your thoughts on this, Nathan Patrick Brown? Overrated. I thought it was very basic. Sure, it was, she danced well, mm-hmm. uh, but <laughs> she didn't do anything extra. I was just so bored by it. Mm-hmm. What's your number? And I'm annoyed. Um, um, let's go uh, 68. Wow. We're on two different scales because to me, this is a B minus. Cause you know, on the yeah, 68, I, you're at 68, you're at like at a D, D plus FYI. So you're saying it's a D, yeah. D plus. I, I'm doing an Australian scale and okay. she's a 68, which is like a, a credit. I think we're in the same place a little bit. I'm, I think your 68 is like my 80, which is a B minus. Yeah. You know? Okay. Very good. Uh, Raja. Raja did a Balinese dance. Uh, give me your thoughts on this. I think as an entire presentation, it was great. Like, there might have been moments where I was like, okay, I'm bored now. But it was different. It showed us a different side of her. It had meaning. It had impact. And so for that, I would put her in the top two. Mm-hmm. Um, just... As yeah, looking at it as a whole, mm-hmm. it was much better than some of the other shit that was served to us. So what's your what's your so number? let's go eighty two. Well, we're actually well, I don't know about the scale because I also gave her a B minus. I think okay. I'd give her an eighty two as well. However, ours is different. Um, mine though is I agree with everything you say. Again, major points because it was different. Mm-hmm. You know, and not a fucking lip sync choreograph number. However, well, it was a choreograph number, but there's no lip sync. It was different, right? It was, yeah. it was a traditional dance. I couldn't tell if she was doing it well. I would love to get some sort of like person from that culture to say that was, you know, shit or that was, uh, um, uh, chic, you know? Yeah, she was chic. Yeah. I, I thought the same thing as well. It's like, um, Every time the Olympics are on, everyone, well, not everyone, but people say, like, there needs to be an ordinary person also competing, just so we know, yeah. like, how good these Olympians yes. are. And so, yeah, like, I, I would have liked to have had a bit more background on whether or not she was doing it correctly. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next, we have the Vivian, who did another choreographed lip sync number to an original song called Bitch on Heels. Uh, any big songs there? Anybody in the big thoughts? Um, Sorry. I feel similarly to Shay, like I don't think she was doing anything that extra or amazing, but I do think it was probably the best of the original songs. Like it's the song that I would probably go back to and listen. It was the catchiest one and she did it well. So I'll put her above the others who do who did an original song, but like below a Raja or a Jinx. So let's give her, let's give her a 78. It's funny you say that because it's, uh, she said that the person who wrote it was Diane Warren, who is an iconic songwriter. Iconic. Mm-hmm. You know, from the 80s and 90s, but iconic. And I was listening going like, this is Diane Warren, this is like a lazy Diane Warren song. But you can tell that even a lazy Diane Warren song is better than the other ones that were there. What are some other Diane Warren songs? Okay, let's you know? look this up. Yeah, she has, oh my god, she has so many. Uh, Do you think this is just one she wrote? 30 years ago and no one ever bought it. And then there's actually a playlist here actually written, written by Diane Warren. I'm going to play only 30 seconds of each or so. Ready? Here's, uh, I'm going to jump in the middle too so that we can hear. Here we go. 
good one. Here's another one. Oh. Oh my god. Yeah, here we go. Another one. For all those times you stood for me. Yeah. Here's another one. Hold on before you can guess what this is. Wow. Turn back time. It is. There we go. Here's this. Wow. You know this? It's Unbreak My Heart? It is. Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton. How about this? Leanne Rhymes, How Do I Live? Probably one of her bigger hits. Oh. Yeah. Um, here, maybe you'll know this one. Is it That's Amore? No, that's close. I was here, Beyonce. Okay. Um, hold on. Okay, up at this. Oh, is this Gaga? It is. What is this? Now, I, now we're getting the ones where I don't know them. I will survive. Oh, I didn't know she. Oh, yeah, come on. You know this one? No. Oh, Ace of Base. Oh, oh. How about this one? Millie Vanilli, blame it on the. Let me just put it all. Okay, hold on. How about? This is a good, this is a good 80s, 90s hit. All right, that's enough. Uh, the point is, she has a lot of big hits, right? And Vivian got the worst one. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I think like, even the lazy, horrible one that she wrote for Vivian was better than the other ones, according to what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, now we have finally... Oh, what was the score you give the Viv? Did you... Uh, I can't remember. I think it was like a 81 or 78 Oh, or I gave her like an 80. That. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Monet Exchange. She's my top. I thought it was fantastic. It was different. It was talent. Mm-hmm. Um, she looked great. And I thought she, yeah, she just did it really well. She she performed. So I'm giving that one like a 97. 90, oh, I gave it a 91. But in the 90s, an A, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Very, very good. All right. Well, that's the variety show Extravaganza Eleganza. They didn't put the Eleganza part in there. All right. On the main stage, RuPaul names Monet Exchange and Shea Coulee the top two all-stars of the week and gives both three legendary... Oh, she gives both 
three legendary legend stars before making them battle it out in a lip sync for their legacies and their charities. The song Supernova by Kylie Minogue. Now you're a big Kylie Minogue fan. Were you so excited when that song came on? I was. Yeah. I love um that Kylie disco album. I thought it was a it was a bloody hoot of an album, and so mm-hmm. it was good to see it represented. All right. After the lip sync, Shay is named the winner, and it, it's announced Shay, Monet, and Jinx have booked their spot in the finale. But as the queen with the most stars, Monet is forced to break the tie between Jada and Trinity the Tuck. Monet honors the Twinner Alliance and invites Trinity to the finale. But in a final twist, it is revealed that Raja, the Vivian, Evie Oddly, and Jada Essence Hall will compete in the queen of She Done Already Done Had Hers's lip sync, Lala Perusa, for a crown. And 50,000 doulas. Nathan Patrick Brown, any final thoughts on the episode? Well, that that final twist where the bottom four get a lip sync, like, I'm happy about that. It's good to see that the remaining four queens aren't just thrown aside. And it it does make more sense, because I was thinking, is the final episode really just going to be three lip syncs? Like, that's going to be pretty dull. So, happy about that, but just all the bullshit leading up to it, like... you you know my thoughts already, and mm-hmm. these judges' critiques really riled me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like I it. wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at a refresh of the judges' panel. Like I I could do without Carson. He said at one point, "Slayage," as I believe the kids say, and I'm like, "No, they do not say Carson." And this fucking Michelle, she's a lying CNX Tuesday when she said that Shay's dance was next level ish. I was like, "Fuck, shut up, Michelle! Bullshit, Vivian." Bullshit. And those are my thoughts. Um, I love how when she was saying, you know, that uh, the Queens won uh, $10,000 each or whatever um, for their charities. She goes, uh, RuPaul goes, courtesy of Terrence Mack from the Palette Fund. And I go, I love how this Palette Fund does a good thing, but this Terrence Mack needs to have his fucking name read on the goddamn <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, the other one I'm going to say, and this is so picky and dumb is when RuPaul says $49,000 and then yeah um Michelle pulls out a wad of a hundred and goes of hundreds and goes uh I'll throw in a thousand and I go that wad is so thick that would be like $10,000 that wouldn't be a a thousand dollars and I was like you stupid bitch get out of here what a fucking idiot fire her yeah um, Fire! So, yeah, so all final thoughts have been given, Nathan Petty Brown? Yeah, the lip sync was good. I, I thought, Mon- I, maybe maybe I just hate Shay, but I do think Monet won that one. But at no, that they, point, I was just over it, and I said, whatever. They were good. I wish we, we should watch, I don't have, I don't have Wild Presents Plus here, but we should, we should have watched the Blue Hydrangea one. And um, compared, but I think everyone, I mean, Blue, I remember thinking that was a terrible lip sync. Yeah, I think I remember thinking, they ruined a Kylie song, you know? Yeah. Ah. Now, now it was redeemed. So it was redeemed. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next weekend every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 7. So for Nathan Patrick Brown and myself, sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia or email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. 
For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen and Zach Birch. Nathan Brown has two other podcasts. The first is Breaking Down Bad Books and the other is called Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. You can find those podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find Nathan on Instagram at NathanBrown90. Finally, follow Joe Bettens on Instagram at Joe Bettens. Special thanks to our expensive tier Patreon supporters. Agnes Yesho Pinska. Alex S. April Pacheco. Sky, Brad Coley. Karina Williamson. Dave O. Dak Head. Elizabeth Timmer. Emma. E. Smith. Boastful Cake. J. Thomas Plank. Jesse Harris. Anonymous. Lauren Eckert. Doofus Maximus. Lucy Carrasco. Luke Stammen. Mercedes Muller. Nicholas Springham. Nikki Baker. Poppy Woods. Ricardo Herrera. Robert NYC. Sarah Yu. Tom Bombs. Travis Newland. Troy Anderson. Zach Nelson. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. <laughs>